Lots of dirt to be digging into with the gang over at Black Locks Reporter, which is where we find Tom Korski, managing editor. Good to have you, sir. Thank you, Alex. Why are we even talking about the CRA sharing our information with law enforcement? I saw this headline. I'm like, what? What? I know. You know, privacy advocates have always said that the Canadians, <laughs> when you raise privacy issues, say, but I'm a good yeah. person. I don't have anything mm-hmm. to hide. My government, they're good people. They, they're not mean. They don't care about your feelings, Alex. This is the big machine. Canadian Revenue Agency commissions an in-house polling report. They want to share information on your tax returns with debt collectors, they say, and police, let alone other levels of government, including provinces. Someone in the room was smart enough to say, we better run this past the ratepayers first. You can imagine what the polling results said. Uh, people's heads exploded. But, but this is the point. If you give them the information, they want to use it. They have filing cabinets. They're bulging with 30 million tax returns a year. And that's the story of your life. Are you married? Oh, you have kids. What are their names? D- you own a house? Hmm. Yeah. D- did yeah. you have beer with lunch? Did you quit your <laughs> union and buy a home office printer? Oh, you shop at XYZ Office Supply. Isn't that interesting? And they looked at all that data and said, can't we sell this or be hmm. mother's little helper and give it to others? Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And yet, you know, when I talk to people, they say, well, I don't care. I don't do anything wrong. So what do I care if they know? And I'm like, you, you will care. You will care because we don't even have due process anymore. So if you find yourself all of a sudden accused or the auditors are showing up, you'll say, well, oh, that's why I care. This is why you care. Well, it's, it's also, I mean, how shabby is this? It's the story of your life and your annual tax yeah. return. And I have to tell you, Alex, I, I I don't want you to think less of me to the degree this is possible. When I file my tax return, I don't hear the national anthem in my head. I only do it because otherwise they'll put me in jail. So you can't compel 30 million of us to tell the story of our financial life every year under threat of imprisonment and then decide uh, there are neat ways you can use that information that have nothing to do with settling my tax account. Enough is enough. Absolutely. So good for putting on the radar. Meanwhile, this one doesn't get a lot of attention and it is so dangerous, especially given the people putting it in. But the um, committee hearings on Bill C-11, this is the Internet Bill of regulating what we do, say, post everything. This is all under the guise with the liberal government saying, no, 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 we're just going to make sure no one's mean to each other on Twitter. But this can go so far that even the United States is saying, uh you better be careful about putting this thing in because it will not probably be part of uh, covered under the free trade deal. But it is getting real pushback, um, you know, because it's a massive power grab. Uh, this is what uh, testimony is said in the Senate Transport Communications Committee by, for instance, former CRTC chair, uh, a commissioner rather, who's chair of the Internet Society Canadian chapter. Witnessed by the name of Timothy Denton, he said, you, he said last night in the Senate committee, a couple of things. Number one, the number of English-speaking countries that have <laughs> attempted to regulate the Internet, as this cabinet has, is zero. You're way out there. Forget about this as some sort of, you know, G7 standard approach. To You're way out. Canada is so far. You want to name one thing we lead in? Yeah, mining engineering and Internet regulation. That's just great. The other <laughs> point made by witnesses and testimony was you, you, you're not getting the Internet. This is not for little Canada. 
to decide that you're, we're going to make Internet service providers, a video, YouTube uh, uh, platforms, a Netflix. We're going we're gonna to treat you like local TV stations in Peterborough. You're going to have to meet these content requirements, pay this amount of money. Well, that defies the whole purpose of the Internet. If, if, if Internet platforms have to do that in Canada, that means they have to do it in Albania. The whole mm. point of the Internet crumbles. This is what advocates of free speech are trying to make. These are the points they're making in committee, and they're frankly compelling. Yeah, and I would just remind our listeners that it's also being put together by Pablo Rodriguez, um, who who had no idea he hired a career Jew hater and uh, has yet to even talk about it. And so what could go wrong? I would suggest everything. Meanwhile, um, in the in the Are You Kidding Me file, we've got executives at the Canadian Tourism Commission who decided, well, we've earned the bonuses, five-figure bonuses and raises to the tune of, what, $16,000, despite the fact uh, apparently they did such a good job that um, $1.2 billion in bonuses, despite the fact that the tourism industry that they are overseeing has been absolutely pummeled. Absolutely pummeled uh, to the point where they find that the mom and pop operators, these are typical tourism operators, that's the backbone, they are not large corporations. Average losses, $123,000, according to the Department of Industry. One quarter say, that's it, we're out. We're wrapping it up, we're going to transfer the business or just get out. It was that rough. Meanwhile, at the Canadian Tourism Commission, the, it was quarantine lockdown bonus time. What does a tourism commissioner do when there's no tourism? In Canada, you put your boots on your desk, give yourself at one point a $32,000 bonus and lay off 9% of the staff. That was a government agency. Can you believe that? The Canadian tourism Yes, I can. It's, it's absolutely infuriating. And they did it's almost, it Did they get a velvet they box? They, yeah, well, honestly, I mean, they look. Yeah, talk, exactly. Who's the pandemic <laughs> hero? Honestly. Well, if if the health figures can all give themselves awards and velvet boxes, I mean, they all think they did such a terrific job during this pandemic, health and, and, and tourism. And it's just like, are you kidding me? They are so out of touch, so out of touch uh, with reality. But nonetheless, uh, you know, crumbs for us little people. And then you've got, um, and I think this is really, this is one of those stories that would never get attention, but it should because the workplace culture in the public service in Ottawa is of such that you cannot, don't spoil, you know, anything because you may not get rewarded. But there are people that know things are not, you know, corrupt practices are happening, but they don't want to upset the apple cart. So instead of saying something, they just keep their mouth shut. And this all has to do with uh, protection for whistleblower legislation, which was shelved by the Trudeau government. And yet this government of transparency um, has uh, made a uh, kind of created this atmosphere, Tom, of don't say anything, shut up and you'll be rewarded. If you do say something, um, you might find yourself uh, not so popular with us. And that's the consensus. This is in-house research commissioned by the Integrity Public Sector Integrity Commissioner. You mentioned there's a federal law supposed to protect whistleblowers. Alex, this is this is not petty in in-house grievances of you know Jerry got a parking spot and I didn't have to walk. <laughs> These are people who have knowledge of corrupt practices. And they tell researchers when asked in these blind focus groups where they cannot be identified, that they're petrified. The report concludes there is a very real, this is, let's just think about this, a, a, a real 
and genuine fear of retaliation from shunning to firing if I report corrupt practices in my Government of Canada office. Now, there's something to take home. How's that for peace, order, and good government? I'm a good person. My government is a good person. These are people who work there. It's it's absolutely shattering report. And you're right. MPs have been after reforms for five years. Cabinet, not interested. Yeah, well, they've seen that bus. They know a lot of more. They know a lot more people can be thrown under it and will be thrown under it. So, uh, there you go. You you see what happens with this government when people stand up and speak out. They get fired. Nonetheless, a lot of uh, a lot of digging on this week, and um, it's always very revealing. Very much appreciate your uh, time, Tom. Thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Thank you. You too, Alex. That is Tom Korski unveiling all the dirt. That does not get found very easily. It's all in the fine print, and he gets it. That is Blacklock's reporter. Subscription-based and worth every penny.